Peter Piper was a pepper, but he wished he was a pickle. I don't know. <laughs> All right, then. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate. The show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And we're reviewing Alien Covenant this week. Surprise! <laughs> no one saw that coming. Uh, the Gifted trailer arrives, mm-hmm. finally. So we can talk about that. Um, do more reshoots mean Justice League is in trouble again? Ooh. And more. Yeah, that Justice League little bit was a surprise to me. You know, I, I logged in and was checking out our show notes, and I was like, whoa some trials and tribulations for the justice league down here uh i'm always i feel like i'm always constantly uh really worried about your emotions chris uh mainly because inhumans is on the rise here really quickly at the end of the summer and then uh, the last i checked in with you about justice league you were um you were optimistic and you know hoping it was gonna go well and i was like oh man chris is riding a lot here on uh, <laughs> a lot here on the the second half of the year so you know what? i'm it's looking fine. out for you buddy <laughs> it's fine if i just end up disappearing uh before infinity war i'll come back for infinity war <laughs> Uh, I've got to make it through there, so but no, I'm I'm good. Like you know, what? I'd rather be uh, excited for the end of the year than just be like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore. So. Well, I mean, we might we might have some positive DC news here in this episode, but you know, we'll wait till we get down to it. You know, bury the lead a little bit. So maybe it's not all going to be bad this year for DC. Who knows? Um, I was talking to um, I was talking to somebody this week, you know, about. Uh, about uh, Warner Brothers and their their animated stuff and how good it is. So you, you remember, you can always fall back on the Warner Brothers stuff, and you know even the comic books too. Like I'm sure the DC comics out there are 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 awesome too. So I will I will let you know. Um, uh, my friend Brian of Comic UI has been rereading all the DC Rebirth stuff, and by mm-hmm. rereading I mean actually reading for the first time. Uh, so he's been going shuffling through all that stuff that's been about over the past year so uh, maybe if he's listening right now he could give us a recap does he recommend rebirth or any title specifically from that that he recommends while he's reading that so yes because at, at the end of the day there's always comic books there to either disappoint you because you don't like the writer <laughs> or maybe make you happy because you do like the writer it usually comes down to the writer <laughs> I, I come down to see I'm, I'm on the artist sometimes I think this art's really good story sucks but I like looking at it <laughs> I'm like this story's good but this art goddamn see there the you go how often does that happen in uh, in movies like I don't think a lot of times where people are just like well this story's trash but the cinematographer is really on point because uh I really like the cinematography in Prometheus but that did not save the movie at all for me so you know, that was back in the day, well, back in 2012, I think, when that movie came Five out. years ago, yeah. Yep. Ooh, it's been a while, but yeah. comic books, always there to always there to give you a nice hug. I bet I bet an Alien Covenant or Prometheus comic book would be less confusing for you, Mike. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe it they would pro- should... probably be super cool. Can you imagine the splash pages on an Alien comic book? Well, they'd be acidic, so... <laughs> That's kind of splash. Well, I believe about. I believe that there actually are canon alien comics, or at least they were canon at one point in time. Because obviously, with this new alien movie came coming out, I you know I did a whole bunch of like deep dives into like explainer videos and blog articles and stuff like that. And someone was talking about how 
these engineering type guys were actually profiled at one point in time, either in like a, a novel or a comic book. And apparently they had a kind of a, a different sort of disposition towards the humans. They actually kind of liked them. So who knows? Comic books. <laughs> so it, it's very tricky because Dark Horse is the company that prints the comics, I think, since the late 80s mm-hmm. for, for Aliens. But they're I think they're non-canonical, sadly. Mm. Because actually one of the um, there's Alien versus Predator Prometheus tie-in. It's all Aliens and Predators and Prometheus tie-in called Fire and Stone. Mm. Um, at the end of Prometheus, you know that little alien that pops out of uh, the, the engineer? Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, it just keeps evolving and becomes a mountain. Holy like shit! A huge, like a huge, like <laughs> mountainous creature, and the the people are actually in the veins of this creature, what trying the? to get out, and they don't realize it. They think it's just a mountain. What the hell? Okay, well that. <laughs> so never mind. Comic books have confused Mike even more. We're off. <laughs> you didn't We're help out. me, Chris. Chris. Okay, so before we jump into the news here, uh, did you do anything uh, less confusing this week? Something maybe a story I can follow. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, um. Let's see here. Uh, had lunch. I saw Alien. Uh, actually, I know what I did this weekend, but it's one of our news topics. Okay. Uh, I played Injustice 2. Oh, all right. So, so we're going to talk about Injustice 2, uh, later on. So what about you, Mike? Anything good? Well, um, at the, re- at the, um, at the request and, uh, uh good words of my co-host of this podcast, uh, I went and checked out the store Box Lunch which is basically a kind of a, a nerdier version of Hot Topic, uh, less, uh, less, uh, black, uh, more, uh, just a nerdy stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool store. Uh, the really interesting part about it is that they have um, box lunch exclusive T-shirt designs. So they have shirts in there that you won't find like anywhere else, which unfortunately means they can charge about thirty dollars for a shirt. But I, I guess at the same time, what you told me is every ten dollars that's spent there, they donate a, a lunch to uh, uh, someone in need. So yeah. um, if you have any of those stores in your area, go check them out. I saw some really cool. There, there's like a there's cool Studio Ghibli shirts there, Cowboy Bebop shirts. There was like this this neat, really deep cut um, joke on Bob's Burgers. There's a T-shirt there for that. Um, there's there's pop vinyls, of course. There, I mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately am slipping into this pop vinyl collection of getting oh, yeah. <laughs> of getting the keychain versions of them because you know they they make less physical impact on my apartment and then I can actually I, there's a little bit of a purpose to them you know I can actually use them as a functional object which is a keychain I guess consider that how functional you want I don't know so they're kind of chilling out of my backpack now so um, I got a Rick I got a Morty I got a Stitch from Lilo and Stitch I got a, a, a classic Spider Man on there so box lunch go check out that store man the whole time i was walking through that store i was like they should sponsor our podcast i would give them the best the mm-hmm. best spoken ads they could ever hope for on a podcast i, I, I love <laughs> box lunch and if you shop there enough you um uh, you know not enough but a couple times they, they had this thing called box lunch money or like lunch money uh-huh uh where so like on certain days of like the like certain weeks of the year you can go in and get like $15 against like your $30 purchase. Dang, that's awesome. So, uh, you know, buying there once, and it's a good cause. That, that that always makes me feel better. But I have like Doctor Strange shirts. I have an Avengers shirt from there. Like, I I, I'm, I like you. I love their stuff. I bought Captain America sweatpants, my jacket that has the Sentry and Black Bolt on it I bought from there. Like, I, I love their clothes. They have uh, the, the the most nerdy thing. I ha- I've seen this online before, and I've always wanted one. It is a... Um, it is uh, basically a model of Darth Vader 
if he was a like a samurai and they also yes. have like stormtrooper samurais there and they're like $90 there's no reason for me to own or buy one I would literally just sit it on a shelf and gaze at it because it's so cool but I was just like I do not need this but I looked at my wife and I was just like this is as nerdy as I think I get I want one of these so bad but I'm just going to be a wise well, adult and just not blow money on it <laughs> well let me not tell you they have a Boba Fett version as Whoa, well I want all three of them now and the red guards the imperial guards oh Shit, they have those too? They do. Oh, yeah, man. That's $400 right there. <laughs> I've seen them come to my comic book store a little cheaper, if I'm going to mm. be honest with you. like not Nothing against Box Lunch, but you can probably find them at a comic book store much cheaper. <sighs> Maybe, but man, but, Box Lunch. Give that a Google. See if it's in your in your area. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's if you're not in the hot topic, Box Lunch is, is going to be up your alley. Uh, my wife loves their Disney selection. Oh, yeah, um, they had some cool Disney stuff there. Disney selection, their Star Wars selection, um, DC and Marvel, and then the obscure stuff like Rick and Morty and, and Bob's Burgers. And uh, If you got a beer, they got a good beard uh, care <laughs> as well of mine. So. Well, there you go, Box Lunch. That'll be $500. <laughs> yeah, uh, or at least, you know, some store coupons. Yeah, give uh, us we'll, some store credit, man. <laughs> we will take store credit as well, so do that. But... Um, you know what else you might find at Box Lunch, Mike? What's that? Alien Covenant Yes, there was some stuff there. There was, there is. Uh, Alien stuff is, is taken over because Alien Covenant came out this weekend and we did a surprise spoiler cast. We didn't announce it, but we went ahead and did it and we recorded it earlier and you can go, if you're subscribed, you'll find it. If not, head to our iTunes or YouTube page and you'll, you'll, you can listen to it there. Um, our thoughts and impressions, uh, Mike, you lay it on. We talked about it. Non-spoilers here. Let's go with it. What do you think? Uh, Non-spoilers, eh, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all right. I mean, that's like the best way I can put it. Uh, like I said in the spoiler cast, um, uh, when I got out of the theater, uh, you know, I kind of checked on uh, online, and I think it was around like a 70% on Rotten Tomato, and I was like, yeah, 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 that feels about right. So that's kind of where you're going to be leaning when you go into this movie, I believe. Uh, they add some kind of cool new things to the Alien franchise. Uh, they add some very, really strange, convoluted things that don't really make any sense. Just makes it way more confusing for me. Uh, I would suggest maybe printing off a timeline and taking it to the theater with you. Maybe bring a little pocket flashlight and be like, okay, what's going on? Okay, that happened then. Okay, wh- uh, there. Okay, uh, that's this black goo and that's that black goo. Or maybe it's the same black goo. Who it knows? takes place <laughs> after Prometheus. Mike's making Mike's making this more confu- confusing than it is. Well, but- it's a little confusing on my end. So it. It's hard. It's it's hard to recommend if you literally have no attachment to the Alien franchise. But I feel like if you got any sort of love for it, you might have a couple. You might have some some good uh, laughs, maybe some good scares. Uh, yeah. So out of out of six Alien movies, not including uh, Alien vs Predator, uh, I'd say it's number three. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a so, low bar once you get past Aliens. Yeah, too. yeah. It's, so it's, it's number three. It's just up there. It's, I think it's an improvement over Prometheus. And, you know, you get to hear Danny McBride say titties in another <laughs> movie yet again. So uh, it, it's good. The trailers betray it. It plays out much differently than the trailers let you believe. So I find that refreshing. Um, but overall, I think, you know, it's hard to remember specific details about it because it's very generic. But I love Michael Fassbender. He knocked it out of the park in it. I'd, I'd say... Not a theater go, but if you're in Aliens, you're probably gonna go see it anyway. So yeah, there's some there's some cool gore in this movie. You know, sometimes uh, I feel like a lot of these uh, uh, kind of big summer franchise movies don't really give you the gore. So there's some there's some cool bloody moments in this that I, that I think you'll leave your mouth agaped, going whoa. So uh, you know that might be worth the price of admission if you can find a cheap ticket. Yeah, there you go. Go watch it on a matinee if you're gonna watch it in theater. If not, you can wait. 
It, most movies are coming out like two or three months anyway, so you don't have to wait too long. Yeah, but check out the spoiler cast where I struggle to figure out how anything happens in this movie, and maybe you can, uh, maybe you can struggle along with me. He's very <laughs> struggled. I mean, he. I think I think you talk yourself into more circles than are actually there. So it, it's, it, it's very amusing. It's not my fault. <laughs> very amusing. So last week we talked about Hellboy is getting a new uh, reboot. Yeah, movie. reboot. And we've got some first uh, artwork. It's not real artwork. It's going to be a real live movie, but they're using comic book artwork to talk about the title called Rise of the Blood Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out, and it looks like it's coming out next year. So, wow, that's quick. Yeah. So this is. I think this is like some sort of movie uh, or like media convention uh, when they're talking about it coming out. So the, they don't have any, they only have the guy David Harbour from Stranger Things, the sheriff as Hellboy. And that's about all we know, but it will be called Rise of the Blood Queen. And uh, it looks, hopefully he's got a gun and a, and a gauntlet. So. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all we need. But uh, yeah, last week we talked about how this, you know, I think this might fit uh, reboot wise. Cause if we were going to get a continuation of Ron Perlman and Guillermo coming back as Hellboy, we'd, probably only get maybe one more and then who knows how long it would be till we get more hellboy so uh, more than likely this is going to be spun out into a franchise so you know we might uh, this direction we might get at least maybe three or four hellboy movies and maybe they'll be awesome because they're going to be rated r which is going to be freaking sweet yeah and and just you know if they just bang them out keep them low budget yeah it'll be fine it'll mm-hmm. be fine follow that deadpool path right that's yeah. what everyone's doing these days so we'll go with that in a surprise announcement, we're going to talk about video games here. Lego <laughs> Marvel Super Heroes 2 was announced. Wow. And I have to say, Lego Marvel Super Heroes is one of my favorite Lego games. Yes. And not just because it's Marvel, but just the open world concept, the unique story, how the characters play. I think it was over 150 characters to play in it. Yeah, you love these Lego games. You're always telling me about, like, oh, I'm replaying it, or, or I, I got 100% mm-hmm. this game. Like, I feel like you can't leave your house until you get all of those gold bricks. I do, and I <laughs> love it. The first one has Black Bolt as a playable character, and then Lego Marvel Avengers, which is based on the movies, has Sentry in it. So my mm-hmm. characters are in these games. Um, Marvel Super Heroes 2 does not follow the movies, um, per se, so, Avengers was a movie. This is a new, unique story featuring Kang the Conqueror. And we have a teaser image here I'm going to go through. You get to see Black Panther up there, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, uh, Planet Hulk you with his big hammer and, and gladiator armor. Mm-hmm. Looks like a, a cowboy Captain America. <laughs> Those uh, a nice little uh, Captain America variant there. Yep. Spider-Man 2099, Rocket, and Baby Groot. Baby He's Groot. In. He's coming <laughs> in there. Uh, so, the Guardians were in the first... Uh, Marvel superheroes game, so it's, even though it's, this is Baby Groot, it's not based too much off of that. So, um, to me, I mean, there's a, a, a little teaser trailer. The full trailer comes out, I believe, I have it written down here um, next week. Mm-hmm. So on our next show, we'll have the full trailer to look at. But it uh, looks like you're going to be traveling through time and space and all sorts of different places to to uh, to play more characters and get a more unique story. So yeah. I'm really, really down with this. Yeah, that's uh, always a really cool part about when when uh, Marvel does video games or cartoon shows or anything outside of cinema is you don't really have to worry so much about licensing. You know, they can just bring in all these different characters and it's it's how you're going to get all those wishes that you want would happen in the movies to come true. So um, I personally, myself, I, I it's kind of hard. The, the controls and the gameplay frust- frustrate me a little bit in the Lego games, but obviously you have seemed to have gotten over the hurdle pretty easily. So uh, uh, don't take my word on it. <laughs> Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, once we see the trailer, it'll be great. It comes out this November, uh, which is even better. So it'll be a good holiday gameplay while everyone's off playing their stupid Call of Duty games like <laughs> doing my Lego Marvel superheroes. It's, it's relaxing. I enjoy it. 
Also, in, in terms of Marvel video games, uh, Marvel Heroes Omega, the uh, MMORPG, the free-to-play one that I really enjoy, uh-huh. is coming to Xbox One on June 20th, which is next month, oh, which cool. is really, really quick. So um, I've been playing the PS4 beta a little bit, and I'm not a PlayStation fan. I, I, I It pains me to turn it on sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it feels, if you're a big fan of Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, it feels just the same way, but with Marvel characters. Uh, they've changed some of the stuff. Some of the missions on the console are different. That way it doesn't play just the same as it does on the PC mm-hmm. version. So I uh, enjoy that fact, and it's it's huge. It's free to play. You can play every character up to level 10. So Cool. Uh, I, I enjoy that. So if anyone has any questions on that, shoot it my way. We'll let you know. I'll be playing next month. But I spent most of my time this, this past week and weekend playing uh, in Mar- uh, DC's Injustice 2. Cool. Which is the follow-up fighting game to uh, Injustice Gods Among Us made by the guys who make Mortal Kombat. Does it live up to the trailers? Because even though I never play these Injustice games, the trailers are always really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fun. I I, I I don't like fighting games as much as everybody else does, usually. But I've had a great time playing it, doing this, like the super moves. You don't have to know big, complex combos. You just pull the triggers mm-hmm. when your meter's full. Uh, the characters are great. They each feel very unique. Like you, the, No one feels like you're... Like, Batman and Robin, which is the Damian Wayne version in this one, mm-hmm. is not... They don't feel like you're playing the same character. Cool. So that's really good. The story's fun. Uh, the first story, I think, was much better. This one's a continuation of that world and its alternate universe where Superman is technically the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, definitely definitely a good time playing it. Um, I started a guild. We have a superhero slate guild online. So if you play on Xbox, you can join our guild. Hell and, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Or cl- clan or whatever they're called. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but uh, it's got a lot of single-player content, Mike. I know a lot of people don't like multiplayer games. The single-player content is I'm, I'm a single-player guy myself. Uh, I think a game is almost only worth buying if they've actually thought out single-player. Mm-hmm. So it's got the story mode, and you have alternate paths you can choose in the story mode. And then it's called the multiverse, where you actually go to different worlds and fight through like different tiers of enemies um, to to get rewards and stuff like that. So, and each one has some challenges and different. Um, like one, this one I played like the land like would spawn little mines on the ground. So if you fell into those, you'd blow up uh, and, and get knocked down. So it was fun. It's really fun. Enjoy. Cool, man. So there's our video game news. We don't have a lot of video game n- news usually. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's few and far between. But every once in a while. Yeah, so we got that out of the way. Now we're going to talk some DC Universe movie news. Oh, man. News here. Yeah, this is, so, a, this is a nice block of news here, too. It is. One of my favorite characters in Injustice to play is The Flash, Mike. I mm-hmm. love him. He just whoops ass all over the place. And The Flash movie has three rumored directors right now. Whoa, man. Lay it on me. Okay, so we've talked about Robert Zemeckis before, mm-hmm. being a rumored director, but we now have Matthew Vaughn up there with him. Oh, man. That's what I like to hear. And Sam Raimi in the top spots for oh, The Flash. Wow. How do you... Man, so what do you what do you think about that? Uh, I think Matthew Vaughn would be great mm-hmm. if they let him do what Matthew Vaughn wants to do. Yes. Uh, the, I mean, he's, he's knocking Kingsman out of the park, and I think mm-hmm. he's going to knock the second one out of the park. Uh, kick ass, and uh, what else? Uh, did he do first class, X-Men first class? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's good if he gets to do what he wants to do, but I, I don't know if they're going to let him. Zemeckis and Raimi are kind of old school guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, obviously Robert Zemeckis, uh, we all know and love for Back to the Future, and Sam Raimi for 
the first two Spider-Man movies, but I think or Evil Dead if you if you yeah. go back even farther. And I and I think some um I think some politics and studio stuff got in the way for that third Spider-Man movie. So maybe we don't fault him too much on that. I don't know, but uh, well, Sam Raimi so, would be kind of interesting, you know. So the the Flash TV show. I enjoy it so much because it makes a Flash feel like Spider-Man from those Sam Raimi movies. Mm-hmm. And the parallels are, are undeniable. And I think if he was able to bring that, you know, um, his Spider-Man, you know, what he learned from that and that the, the, the happiness of the character, like the, the non-dark sides of it mm-hmm. into the Flash, it'd be a great movie. Yeah. I, I think I think any of these options are good options as long as they can nail someone down to do it. Yeah, and somebody that is allowed to do what they want to do. Um, we've talked about this, I feel, at length before, where once we kind of get on the other side of the Justice League movie, um, you know, Aquaman and moving forward, these should be the kind of the new um, executives at DC and Warner Brothers. This should be kind of the breath of fresh air that the studio injected into it. You know, all that stuff happened last year, but it's going to take a while to actually be seen on the screen. So hopefully that will kind of filter down to this Flash movie. They'll be like, hey, guess what, Matthew Vaughn? Make whatever Flash movie you want. We totally trust you. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it's going to make that March 2018 release date. So. Mm-mm. Uh, some bad news that has been denied but may not be denied. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was reported that Billy Crudup, who was in Alien Covenant, by the way, um, dropped out of the film for The Flash, but Warner Brothers came back and denied it. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I don't feel rumors just pop up out of nowhere, but especially on the eve of Billy Crudup starring in an Alien movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know what that's up. He's already been in the Justice League. He's already filmed his Justice League stuff because mm-hmm. we've seen him in the trailers. So, I mean... If an actor was to drop out of a franchise coming out later now, even though he's already been in one movie, what what do you think they'd do, Mike? Man, I don't know. Like this is uh this is all news to me. What was he supposed to be in in the Flash? Oh, he's the Flash's dad. Oh, he was supposed to be his dad. Because um, yeah, in the trailer, he's in, he's in the prison. Oh yeah, I guess I guess that is true. So yeah, if he's dropping out of the, I mean, I don't know. I guess they just write him out of the movie. I mean, it's, <laughs> It's just well, like, I think, oh, Flash I think that's, that's hard to do because, I mean, as, as seen in the Flash TV show, his dad is a big part of his life. Uh, if they go with, like, his mom was killed by the reverse Flash kind uh-huh. of thing. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. That does seem to be a, a strange uh, a strange bad news rumor to come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, especially on good news, on, like, a, a, a good weekend for the actor. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll play that by ear. Uh, but you also mentioned another movie we're excited for coming out in December of 2018 is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And we've got our first look of uh, Amber Heard as Mara in the Aquaman movie, not Justice League. Mm-hmm. And um, this was proceeded to be led by our conversation with a lot of um, puns of asses. So, <laughs> um, but so what I can tell here from looking, I have the comparison image in our notes of this versus the Justice League look, right? Mm-hmm. So the Justice League look is very much war armor Mera. Like, this is her battle armor for for fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And then in this one, uh, James Wan is pumping up the saturation on his color. <laughs> like, this is bright green. There are hexagons on it, like a, a, a streamlined suit. I really love her arm bracers. They look kind of like they're made out of, like, pearls or, like, a, a pearlescent material. Mm-hmm. And um, her, her hair is obviously bright red. Uh, compared to the very desaturated 
non-color <laughs> Mara standing on some rocks image in, in the one before here. So what do, what do you think, Mike? I mean, they're both really cool costumes, and I think it just goes to show you the different tones the movies are going to have. I feel like this is the best marker that we can look at right now. So Mara from, uh, from Justice League is, bam, she is all armored up. She's looking really badass. Uh, that looks like something you wear at the top of a throne where you're overseeing your people and really trying to look awesome. Uh, I guess when and when she goes into the Aquaman movie, this is kind of more her, just a little bit more casual, I guess. Uh, obviously, it looks like she just came out of the water. She's on like a harbor somewhere. It looks, she looks a little worried, like maybe she's delivering a message maybe to uh, maybe to somebody on land about uh, maybe uh, Aquaman's gone missing or something. I don't know. But they're both really cool looking costumes. Uh, this new costume looks very um, looks very uh, comic book accurate almost. This mm-hmm. looks like something you'd see drawn on a page or seen in a cartoon. So this leads to a bigger question of do we are we going to see Jason Momoa in that kind of classic orange Aquaman suit maybe? Or if you spend the money on casting Jason Momoa, do you just leave him shirtless through the whole movie? Because honestly, that's what I think is going to happen. I think that's how you sell Aquaman to the people out there. You're just going to put uh, put Mara out there in a super skin-tight suit, put Jason Momoa out there with no shirt on, and just put them on the poster. People are going to go see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I don't think they'll go with the regular cost, the old costume. They'll probably do like Jessica Jones and like make her like pretend to wear it. like. No, I'm not really going to wear that outfit. This. <laughs> Uh, but uh, also with this, I mean, she's wearing the, the, the belt thing, the Aquaman logo that Lex Luthor obviously designed for everybody <laughs> to be Superman. Uh, but this maybe early, maybe this is her first meeting of Arthur Curry on land, uh, maybe. Who hmm. knows? I mean, it could be pre-war. I, who knows where all this stuff fits in? But uh, I'm definitely digging the, the, the brighter colors. And the the more streamlined suit for her yeah. movie rather than yeah. the, the yeah. And, and like we say, this Aquaman movie is kind of going to be the first time we see the studio trying to write the ship. And this looks like a this looks like a good way to go. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree because I think our next topic is more uh, attempting to write the ship than <laughs> will be our first will be the first attempt to write the ship. So cool. Justice League, uh-huh. uh, we've got some reports this uh, week that they are doing massive reshoots on Justice League, or Ooh. they have been doing them. And we've just kind of been oblivious to it. Well, so go ahead and bring your caveat in, because every time we talk about reshoots, uh, Chris always puts in our disclaimer. That's not that bad. It can't, like, Reshoots don't mean the movie's bad. It just means maybe they jumped the gun on production before the script was done, or, or they had a better idea later. So reshoots are never always bad. Yes. Uh, an and example you, and you is all, Rogue and, One. Yeah, and you always say they're usually scheduled in, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, these are not scheduled in. <laughs> this is this is bad reshoot this is this is not standard reshoot news this so is why i thought this was very very important so you're saying your caveat that you always uh tell our listeners it's out the window this is not good type of stuff this is it's not bad it's not normal how about okay. that all right because um the production for justice league wrapped in october of last year mm-hmm. okay um right now between the report uh, coming from, from I believe it's a Splash report, their source says that the between the start of ph- principal photography and theatrical release, the movie will have been re- remade twice. Oh, wow. And that the studio is definitely not done uh, with it because uh, they're more, they're, they've been doing reshoots and there are more coming soon. 
Like they've already done a lot, so they're doing more up until probably the release day or Jeez, close to release. Man, well, I think, I mean, the biggest thing that you think about here is what is going on with our story because I think that's got to be what happens most of the time with reshoots. It's not like they're going back and just like, oh, we didn't get enough coverage on this scene, or oh, we needed the, we wanted a different angle, so this special effect ended up looking better. Like, no, they're going to do all they can to try to fix that, you know, in post. You know, they're not going to bring the cameras back out and bring the actors back in from what they were, what they were, I don't know, on vacation or something like that. Uh, yeah, this is this is not good. That just means that when they finally cut this movie together and started looking at the roughs, they were just like, this movie makes no sense. Do we well, got another Batman Superman on our hands? That, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> one way to look at it. I'm jumping to conclusions over here. <laughs> that's my favorite thing. So one of the, the one of the reports is also when Ben Affleck showed up, he was like like doing he was asking for reshoots and on the spot like rewrites of his oh, stuff when he got he there. He was this laying time. down the backhand, he's like, Guess what guys? I'm fucking an Academy Award winner. Go look at my Rotten Tomato scores before I backhand you. And yeah. I'm going to fix this freaking movie. <laughs> or at so, least I'm going to make sure my shit looks good. Yeah, so there's that. Aquaman was pushed back five months supposedly because of this production taking that extra well, time. Well, yeah, because you got to bring Aquaman back in for the movie he thought he'd finished. <laughs> yeah, if, if Aquaman does come in. And also, I, I didn't know this, but George Miller uh, is also one of the producers of Justice League now. Oh, wow. Uh, um, so I think there's a lot of bigger hands be like, look, when you started this, the old regime was here. We're going to, we're going to write the ship very quickly. <laughs> yeah. and we're going to do a lot to get there. Yeah. I mean, I think this, I mean, it's obvious. There is so much writing on this movie. I mean, uh, um, I mean, I know Wonder Woman's the next movie, but this is the, this is the big, this is the big hitter. You know, this is the Avengers level type of movie where they're going to try to make up for what they did in Batman and Superman. Going to try to uh, make us forget about what happened in Suicide Squad. This has got to be good. I mean, mm. think of how many billions of dollars are riding on this IP over at Warner Bros. I mean, what do they do if they just if it tanks? I mean, they got Aquaman coming up. They they're trying to make a Flash movie. There's a Green Lanterns on the rise. I'm sure they're thinking about the sequel to Wonder Woman. I mean, there's so there's so many contracts that have been signed. There's so many uh, movies. And Cyborg. Yeah, there's so many movies out there in front. Like like the studio can see all of this. All of this money that could come in if the stuff is good, but all that evaporates, you know, if their flagship Justice League, you know, doesn't hit home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of like again, I want to you know, sit the other side of this. Rogue One reportedly had a ton of reshoots. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw stuff in the trailer that never made it in the final movie. Yes, because they made one where Jin Erso lived. They the, the she lived at the end of it, mm-hmm. and they or they had to run a, the thing across a beach to get it there. Yeah. So there there are success stories of where people are like look this isn't working we need to refilm a whole bunch of this to make it work. Uh huh. And one of the quotes I you know I came across while looking up the idea of massive reshoots is you know I encourage them to read into what the guts it takes to unpick this movie then try to just embroider over it to make it right. So by them going back in, like, look, we made mistakes. We need to refilm stuff, a lot of it, and them saying, okay, yes, do that to make it right, rather than just be like, well, let's just use what we have and try to make it right. Kind of like Suicide Squad felt like. Uh-huh. like we got this here and this here. Let's try to see what we can do. I, I'm, I'm going to put a little bit more like, you know, okay, great. They're doing – they're taking the time to do what they need to to get this right rather than trying yeah. to just – use editing to cover it up yeah this could this could be good and this maybe is exactly 
what we want. You know, obviously mm-hmm. the the version of the movie that they had before wasn't good. So it's great that they're going back and redoing it. But um, didn't we also kind of have something similar happening with Batman and Superman? They pushed that release date so far back and they had all of this extra time and that didn't help them either. But obviously that was the old Warner Brothers guard. So hopefully this mm-hmm. this new injection of, of, I guess, intelligence will fix this problem. <laughs> Basically, I'm hoping I go to this Justice League movie and I have a great time. There's some really awesome stuff in that trailer. It looks like a really fun ride. Um, it, it, like it literally looks like a roller coaster ride. You got Jason Momoa riding the fucking Batmobile with his trident. I mean, that's freaking badass. Hopefully, that still still is in the movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this is crazy news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, I if if it is true and these reports, you know, may not be, but all the other stuff is lining up to make this true. Um, I I'm on board with it. Let them let them do what they need to do, and then we'll judge it when it hits, rather than on the news it takes to get there. So uh, I, I, again, I'm going to use Rogue One as my example from last year. Lots of reports of reshoots. In result, wasn't that bad. They so. would they would love. I Warner Brothers would love to get the reception that Rogue One got, even though some people think maybe Rogue One wasn't the best thing that was ever made. But uh, oh, I, think- I don't think it is either. I mean, <laughs> I, I've not revisited Rogue One since it since uh, the theater. So, um, but I. Uh, I think it's a competent film. So yeah. if Justice, I'd, I'd like, watch it over Batman v Superman. How about yeah, that? yeah. Let's just hope they can get to a competent level. Yeah, uh, but in the meantime, we are what two weeks away from Wonder Woman. Yeah, I believe two weeks away. We have uh, Pirates Five next week, which I don't think we're going to do a review over. But then nah. Justice, then then Wonder Woman. But you mentioned that you saw some of the first reviews. You can't avoid them. Yes, exactly. So uh, this is kind of an interesting situation where I, I wasn't totally butthurt when I saw the initial reviews. I've talked on the show tons of times. <laughs> at where, least, at least you admit it. That's, yeah, that's what matters. I like to go into this this uh, these movies just totally blank, and I, I always talk about how I try to avoid these initial reviews. Uh, uh, Chris, you always tell me, "Hey, Mike, I got these. You know, these uh, reviews are starting to come out for you know movie X. Do you want to hear about this?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, don't tell me. I want to go in, in empty." But I literally couldn't avoid it. It was like a floodgate when the review embargo for Wonder Woman was up. Like I just happened to be on Twitter and just tons of people just started saying, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and say it, positive things about Wonder Woman. (laughs) Fun fact, it's not, the embargo is not up. Um, the review embargo does not lift until the day before the people who are tweeting are tweeting, I guess, quote unquote, with, without, you know, not without (laughs) permission. So the fact that review embargo doesn't lift until the week of scares me more than these early reviews. Do. Yeah, so I so I that's news to me. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what would cause a floodgate for all of this stuff to come out. I don't know if maybe it was screened somewhere and maybe they didn't put out enough uh, 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 forms that people signed that said don't you know don't open up your mouth. I don't know what's going on there, but. I mean that's it's good, you know. Like this, this movie needs to be good. <laughs> Warner Brothers needs it. But uh, what I was gonna bring up on the show is, um, I'm still gonna go in very worried because that gives that gives it the best opportunity to be good for me. Uh, mm-hmm. If you go into a movie with very low expectations, you know, there's a better chance that it could uh, surprise you. So I mean, if I'm going in off the tail end of Batman and Superman and Suicide Squad, and I'm just stuck in that mindset. I mean, Wonder Woman almost has nowhere to go but up. So I hope this ends up being awesome. Uh, we'll have to see maybe if this is just all, maybe it's all fake news. Who knows? <laughs> so, so I mean, there were, I think the press got their, their 
preview early, but the embargo released the day before the movie, mm. which I don't trust that. I don't trust a day before release embargo <laughs> at all. A little bit more skeptical over there. I am. Well, I mean, you look at the good movies, the people that move, like the Avengers movies, Marvel's movies, the ones that are really proud of, right? Mm-hmm. That do well. They, re- they let those people, people see those two weeks beforehand mm-hmm. and write about all the reviews. These people who just got out and tweeted these, you know why they get invited back, Mike? <laughs> because they tweet positive things about what they saw, no matter what they saw. All right, all right. So these are the same people who said Batman v Superman is going to, they caught up to Marvel. So <laughs> I, I, when I saw it, I did a little more research into it and be like, well, is this the truth or are these just the social media seed sowers? Um, so I'm a little more on the skeptical side than you are for once. So... Well, I but mean, Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman has not sold me uh, to date uh, on it. So. I mean, it, it sounds like we're circling back around to uh, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> that's true, but that's okay. We got some fun Wonder Woman news. We have a behind-the-scenes image of her lasso of truth, and I am pleased to say that they're using a practical effect for the glowing lasso. Ooh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if this is the same. You were telling me about a Wonder Woman image you saw as well, but. Uh, as you can see, they're filming it, and uh, as they hold Chris Pine with the lasso of truth, it is glowing without any effects. Like it's all practical. So that's cool, uh, man. Hopefully, I know it's CG later when she's like whipping around, like you know, some sort of like Indiana Jones wannabe. But I mean, for now, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Any other Wonder Woman news, Mike? Anything you want to say on that? Um, have, I well, shaked, have I rocked your world? <laughs> Tune in in two weeks, and we'll be uh, spoiler casting this movie, and hopefully uh, that DC ship, that D, man, it's hard to say DC ship, that DC ship will start to take on less water, hopefully. Or more. We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we're, we can go either way, so we'll go with that. Uh, we're going to switch gears into Marvel territory here. Uh, the Defenders uh, coming out August with uh, Sigourney Weaver of Alien fame, since we're tying everything into Alien this week apparently, uh, <laughs> takes place over a few days in the eight episodes. It's not like it's a, a couple weeks or months of them teaming up. So uh, I thought that time frame was kind of interesting to know. Uh, All right, They're going to cool. be doing that. Good to know. Yeah, so uh, whenever that comes out, we'll keep you posted and see what that's. I know I was talking to some people yesterday who haven't seen – Iron Fist yet. They're like, well, I will eventually before, but people aren't looking forward to it. So <laughs> just go like to, just find the Wikipedia page. Just read, just read what happens and you'll be fine. You'll <laughs> be fine. That's okay. We're going to talk about something I really enjoy. Marvel's Inhumans. Mm-hmm. The first trailer is incoming, Mike. Uh, we have a few leaked images. However, I've seen a whole gallery of leaked images from this trailer that they've screened at the TV upfronts. Uh-huh. Um, and what I can kind of see here is, you know, they're, um, it's kind of got like a, like a, I guess a, not royals, but like, you know, castles and kings. And so they like, they dine around the same table at night. Uh, and like, they go to Earth. One of the cool things to learn from this uh, trailer is that Adelan, the, the home planet of the, or the home city of these Inhumans, mm-hmm. is still on the moon at the beginning of the trailer. Cool. And then they end up in Hawaii somehow. Um, Lockjaw, the dog, looks amazing. Everybody loved Lockjaw from what they said. Cool. Um, and uh, the character who plays Black Bolt, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he and his screenshots like look on point. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> happy with what he looked like. So uh, I, I'm really happy. The trailer will probably come out over the next week or two. Um, I'm guessing maybe Memorial Day weekend because it comes out on Labor Day in, mm-hmm. in IMAX. So... You know, the start of the summer, end of the summer, get excited for Inhumans, that's fine. 
So when that comes out, we'll talk about it a little more uh, whenever we have all that stuff. Also, Inhumans will be taking uh, the Friday night slot on ABC when it Ooh. comes. How are you going to defend that, Chris? <laughs> well, ABC is is uh, actually had some of the, I mean, the Friday nights have some of their best stuff uh, with Once Upon a Time. Like, this is their, their Marvel Disney time slot now. Like, so that's where all their Marvel Disney shows are going to live on Friday nights. All right, let's hope that let's hope that move works out for them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think the other Friday night show that had a lot of numbers was on like CBS and it got canceled. The uh, Tim Allen show that, uh-huh. that Man, I never watched. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just so entertaining to see you, Chris, just find a way to like, no, the show's gonna work. Ignore all of the bad news. <laughs> I mean, I, I normally, I mean, I would agree with that, but everything's getting moved around like this fall. Like every like Arrow is no longer on on Wednesdays anymore. It'll be moved to a, a Thursdays. And everything's getting moved around, so like they're making they. I don't even know what other shows ABC has, but like they're making their days themed now. So rather than just have like you know their one show on Tuesday nights superhero, and then their other Marvel or their other Disney show on Friday, they're just combining them together on yeah. the night they had the probably the biggest numbers. Uh, I assume Once Upon a Time gets great numbers because it keeps coming back. Well, I, I don't know. Well, I will throw one. Very skeptical, very rumored stick into your spokes here. And this is totally rumor. This is probably the most rumory thing that we're ever going to talk about here on the show. And I was going to drop it on the show and I wasn't going to tell you. But so there is a there's a website out there for people in the entertainment industry. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's where they can drop anonymous tips and news um, basically with no context of things that they've, they've heard about around the industry, thing they, they, they've heard in, in hallways and, and uh, you know offices and stuff like that. So that is the biggest grain of salt you have to take. Basically, everything on that website you just have to assume is fake, but maybe some of the stuff is real. So this is the big rumor. The big rumor is that there's this big, uh, there's this big budget TV show coming out in the fall that apparently is so bad that the network tried to push it off onto some sort of streaming service or tried to sell it to somebody else because they didn't want it on their network. That was so bad. And there are some people thinking that it could possibly be the Inhuman show because apparently some of the other details that the person talked about did kind of line up a little bit with Inhuman. So huge grain of salt, huge rumor, huge speculation. But if somehow the show ends up being bad, maybe that maybe that rumor from well, was true. So I just I, I just I like throwing this stuff into your head because I like making you really confused and sweat a little bit, Chris. I'm not I'm not sweating because that could literally be any show. <laughs> it could. It very well could be any show. But some people were saying this does kind of line up with the description of Inhumans. But, humans, but, but that but, also lines up with Black Lightning that was yeah. passed from one network to another. It and could CW's be. like, well, you're, you're Greg right. Berlanti, he he kind of gave us our money, so. I mean, the, the only reason I di- I'm gonna I I can't get on board with Inhumans because IMAX is part of the production company. IMAX and ABC, they can't. ABC doesn't have full rights of it. Maybe. IMAX, well, maybe so that's so they why they couldn't. Tri- maybe that's why they couldn't pass along. Maybe they tried and couldn't. Basically, I just want to see you sweat a little bit, buddy. I'm not gonna do it. That's <laughs> fine. But that's okay because the other show that I know you enjoy as well, Agents of Shield, is coming back in January this time. Mm-hmm. Not. Not the fall. Oh, okay. Um, and it will be a full twenty-two episode season five. Well, so that means we'll be going into the into the summer next year with agents. Yes, it will end. Um, there's no breaks. 
at all. Oh, so cool. they're not there. They said a lot of the breaks this season hurt it, which I agree because I forgot it was on for like a month and a <laughs> half. Um, but when it comes back in January, it'll be no breaks and it will be on Friday nights as well with once upon a time, man. I, I mean, I mean, I guess uh, networks are trying to return to the Friday night, almost, I want to say, nerd slot, I guess. I remember back in the day, uh, like back in grade school, I remember Friday nights having some shows that I remember being pretty uh, pretty sci-fi-centric, uh, pretty nerdy. I don't can't remember off the top of my head, but fr- yeah, Friday nights used to kind of be like that. Well, I mean, TGIF was uh, a big deal, those mm-hmm. shows. So I mean, it used to. It could very well be. I mean, it's hard to say live television because everyone binge watches everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when when if it comes out on a Friday, most people may wait to watch it on Hulu, and that's what the next day mm-hmm. or or whatever. I don't I don't know when that turnaround time is on on shows right now. Yeah, but also if I wanted to play devil's advocate here, I mean, we do know Agents of Shield is probably coming up on some of its last seasons. This could very well be its last season. We don't know. So maybe they're just like, well, if it's about to be heading out the door, you know, let's just go ahead and put it on Friday night. Maybe that will kind of, um, maybe that'll kind of help put some newer shows in the more prime Tuesday night spot, since obviously that will be the future of the network, whatever new show they put there. So who knows? Friday is a Friday is a really weird day of the week, just like how uh, February and March. And October used to be really weird months for movies, so you know maybe maybe TV is starting to change like movies had changed when it comes to days of the week. So I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm still I'm a little worried here, but we'll have to wait and see what comes in the fall yeah, or I, in the, or in January, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean if it was just one show, I get it, but like since they're rearranging everything, like thir- Tuesday is on ABC's now their comedies. I've never even heard of something, The Gospel of Kevin. Oh, <laughs> the me, mayor. Uh, the wife and I watched all of the new trailers uh, last night for all of these new shows, and ninety percent of them look really, really bad. Uh, okay. there's, there's maybe only two shows that look halfway interesting, and we're actually going to be talking about them here shortly on the show. Okay, because like I, I know, right before Shield, there was always the middle, fresh off the boat, and um, they moved Blackish to Tuesdays as well. So I think they're going for Tuesday night comedy. I, I have no idea, but TV is a weird beast, and and I don't quite understand it, but that's fine. But Shield will be on Fridays and no breaks, which I like. You know, that's okay with me. I like I like, not like – I hate going to work on Wednesday when I've not watched Shield <laughs> because there are so many articles telling, like, the play-by-play of that episode that I can't even get on – I don't feel I can get on any of my news sites for that Wednesday <laughs> because they'll ruin Shield for me. So I'm okay with this. Avengers Infinity War is where I think, actually, Shield is going to end. I think Shield will end with Infinity War. It started with Avengers 1, it will end with Avengers 3. That's my thoughts. All right. But the first synopsis for Avengers Infinity War has leaked through a production note online, so we've never had a synopsis until now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go through it here. All right. As the Avengers and their allies have continued to protect the world from theaters too large for any one hero to handle, a new danger has emerged from the cosmic shadows, Thanos. A despot of intergalactic infamy, his goal is to collect all six Infinity Stones, artifacts of unimaginable power, and use them to inflict his twisted will on all of reality. Everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment. The fate of Earth and existence itself has never been more uncertain. All right. So, I mean, that kind of sounds like what we were expecting, but um, yeah. I it think that... The stake, it sets the stakes, I think, yeah. uh, a little higher. 
I think the biggest thing that I kind of take out of the synopsis is this movie, which, you know, originally was kind of part one, but I guess they're separate movies, but I still kind of think of it as part one. It seems like this is going to be the movie where Thanos is trying to collect the gems. Maybe he's sending his, uh, like, kind of uh, henchmen to kind of uh, get them, and then maybe, you know, he'll finally get the gauntlet activated and working uh, in the second Avengers movie, the part two. Mm-hmm. It's really hard It's really hard to say. Uh, Infinity War would be the war for the gems, which, you know, that makes sense for me, and then the gauntlet would be the last one, yeah. Uh, and then we'll have to see how those movies in the middle play off during that. That's fine. Uh, something uh, we may have uh, noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, but characters on the sets of Infinity War and in the Infinity War like logo attire uh-huh. are not necessarily in the movies. All right, cool. <laughs> Good to um, know. <laughs> uh, so uh, there are, relating to Guardians of the Galaxy, some characters uh, may not make it out. They were shown wearing Infinity War attire to throw us all off. Oh, uh, okay. They're, they're messing with us, man. Yeah, so Marvel is getting real fucking tricky <laughs> on their, their stuff. So they gotta. We can't even believe photos from the sets anymore, man. So <laughs> that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take not knowing a lot. Star Trek Discovery, a show coming uh, this fall on the, um, was it the CW All Access? Not CW, CBS All Access app or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, gave us our first image and our first trailer uh, for the show. And um, something from this image people have pointed out is she's using an original tricorder on her belt and I believe a, uh, an, an original communicator as well. So showing that this predates the original series by like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they say that in the trailers. But you showed me the trailer. You told me about the trailer. What do you think of the trailer, Mike? You think I think they're focusing too much on the, the Klingons again, but you know, whatever. What do you well, think? Well, we're not much of a Star Trek darlings over here at this show. Uh, we talk about the movies, but we're not really OG Star Trek series fans, so uh, we don't really have much to say about it. Uh, but this is for their uh, CW All Access streaming service, so this is kind of a flagship thing. They're going to be expecting this to really sell subscriptions to this service and get people digital um, for CBS, uh, it looks pretty good. They got a pretty cool budget going here. There's a, some J.J. Abrams influence here, I guess, at least with the camera. Saw a couple lens flares, so that was kind of cool. Nothing overdone, you know. The lens flares aren't necessarily a bad thing, but you know, it looked kind of cool in this trailer. Um, it looks like it might be fun. This is set ten years before Kirk and Spock, so. We know there might be some kind of more like retro Star Trek technology going on here. Maybe they don't have everything working as perfectly. A little bit more uh, ancient uh, stuff going on. But it looks like it could be fun. We got female ship leads. Um, I, I just don't know if I'm going to like go all out trying to watch this show just because uh, I'm a little bit more invested in the movie characters myself. But uh, I hope this I hope this goes well. It looks, it looks cool. And I think everybody anytime anyone complains about the star trek movies it's because they're too star warsy you know this seems very uh classic star trek to me yeah i mean i i don't know much about star trek um it feels like it's okay i guess i I don't know i mean uh, the only thing i noticed is the um the uh asian actress the the i guess she's a commander or something of the ship uh other than the the main actress i don't know what it was she was actually in guardians of the galaxy volume 2 Hmm. Um, as uh, one of the Ravagers uh, captains. So, well, there you go. She's got that nerd cred. So, uh, I was just happy to see that it has a pretty decent budget going. So, I like it when the when networks really put faith into something enough to really throw money at it, especially mm-hmm. when yeah. it, especially when it's a TV show. Yeah, yeah. Especially a TV show being on a brand new streaming service only. 
Uh, that's that's bold. Uh, where no show has gone before. <laughs> but on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have a Star Trek parody show that's coming out called The Orville from Seth MacFarlane. Uh-huh. And uh, I noticed that it's Seth MacFarlane, and it's got the guy who plays Firestorm <laughs> in uh, Legends of Tomorrow he's talking to. But he's, like, running his own ship, doing goofy stuff. Like I don't know. What do you think of the Orville? Like, yeah, his uh, his wife is also what? What, what was she? Mockingbird and Shield. What was her name? Yeah, Shield? yeah, Adrian Palicki. Yeah, so she is the the wife. They're divorced or something like that. Uh, the uh, the funny story behind this is um, that Seth MacFarlane originally wanted to do normal um, normal canon Star Trek himself. Like, I guess he approached the studio and just like, hey, let me make Star Trek. I want to make a new Star Trek show. I, he is a Trekkie through and through, I guess, and he really wanted to make his own Star Trek. So I don't know if contract negotiations got in the way or if there were some sort of weird, bizarre studio relationships where he just couldn't get maybe CBS to give up rights or something like that. Or maybe he wanted to make it at, make it at Fox. I don't really know because he's pretty much a Fox darling at this point with all of his shows he's had over there. So I guess he was just like, well, screw it. I'll just make my own stuff. And since I'm a funny guy, I'll make it kind of, I'll make it comedy based so i think the name is very weird the orville is not a very good name for a science fiction Mm -hmm. comedy based show so i don't really know why that's the name of the show but it looks like it could be kind of fun another very um uh budget heavy show it looks like fox has a lot of faith in this because the trailer looks really good for something that's supposed to be funny like looks like a lot of money and time was put into like rendering these spaceships and everything so um a lot of some cool there's some cool looking aliens in it too look almost on par with the other star trek trailer we watched so this is kind of weird that they both both these trailers came out the same week both these shows are going to be airing roughly around the same time so it's gonna be kind of fun maybe watching them side by side see what happens but um I know Seth MacFarlane gets hated on by a lot of people, I think because his comedy is really mainstream, uh, but sometimes this stuff can be good. I liked Ted. I didn't like his uh, Western movie, though. Um, the uh, Family Guy is still good. You'd be lying if you said you didn't religiously watch Family Guy as a kid growing up. Obviously, maybe the newer stuff people don't like, but people say that also about The Simpsons as well, so... You never know really what you're going to get with Seth MacFarlane, but he did have that classic song, We Saw Your Boobs, at the Oscars, so I will love him forever for doing that in front of all of those celebrities. So he's got a, he's got a blank check in my book for that. A free right. pass, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think some of the jokes fell flat on this. Um, uh, to me, they felt a couple fell flat, but, I mean, that's okay. This this isn't for me. Too many shows to watch, Mike, and, and not enough time. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to have to pass on the Orville and Star Trek so I can watch uh, Marvel's The Gifted mm-hmm. coming out sometime at this Fox. So we got our first trailer for the show. Um, to me, it felt immediately like Heroes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, save the cheerleader, save the world kind of deal. Uh-huh. Like the family, like, oh, yeah, the dad hunts mutants and imprisons them. And then you're like, oh, oh no, my kids are actually mutants. Mm-hmm. We have to go on the run. Uh, it looks like Polaris, uh, the mute, the magnetism-powered uh, girl, is uh, in prison, and like one of the goals is to maybe find her and get her out throughout the show. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, it looks a little action-packed. They got some abilities going on. The effects, I like the sentinel, the rolling sentinels that yeah, grab their legs. Those those were pretty cool. That was kind of the most standout part of the trailer. Uh, it 
trailer felt a little forgettable to me. It just kind of seemed like classic kind of tropes you see in a superhero kind of TV show. Like, oh, especially if you're a young kid, like, oh, people don't understand me at school. They pick on me. Like, oh, I have powers. I have to hide them. And, oh, no, someone's coming after me because I have these powers. Nothing in the trailer really jumped out at me like, oh, there's some original storytelling going on here. Um, but, you know, Legion was good. Um uh, so, you know, you got some faith on the back of that. Um, uh, my wife watched the trailer. She thought it looked really cool. So, you know, that's good too, because she's not as diehard invested as we are into it. So, you know, if you can reach out to those type of types of viewers, that's good too. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This is definitely a show I'm going to have to watch the pilot to have any judgments on. I don't think it's the best trailer in the world, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't think it is either, but I think it looks really cinematic. I will give it that much. Like the quality of the production looks on par with a movie, I think. And um, will that hold up throughout the show? Since the first one was done by Brian Singer and the rest of them aren't, eh, I doubt it. But I at least give them enough to be like, hey, congratulations on your pilot. You actually put a little time and effort into it. Yeah, and so, most of the time, these trailers are exclusively cut from just the very first episode. So it's not like you're seeing deep into the season on these. And it, I think it was what this episode was directed by John Favreau, or no, no, some, um, uh, it, um, Brian Singer. John Favreau was involved with something. Maybe it was the Orville. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's some big names out there with these TV shows now. Yeah, yeah. The gift is Brian Singer. He's charged with the X Men, so they let him have the first episode. Like, there, get out. Go do. You got your show. Go do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like the Joss Whedon Shield uh, thing. So, um, which is okay because the first episode of Shield wasn't that good. So hopefully, uh, this 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 kind of has its own vibe. So I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, again, like 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 you said, a lot of these shows are not in production. They will not begin production until June or July even. Mm-hmm. So uh, we won't see much more until, until later. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, supposedly Michael Fassbender from the Prometheus and Covenant movies, uh, again, to bring back to Alien, mm-hmm. will return as Magneto uh, in Dark Phoenix, but probably not the New Mutants film. So I'm okay with that. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess it's good to know. I mean, we like Michael Fassbender here, so even if he is in movies, we don't like too much uh, sometimes. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, cool. He's a good Magneto, man. Yes, I don't know if I said this uh, last week on New Mutants, but uh, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones and Anya Taylor-Joy from uh, Split were cast as Wolfsbane and Magic in New Mutants. So I thought that was pretty cool. Cool, man. Uh, a lot of people rumored that earlier on. Uh, Logan is now on digital, and you can get it on physical starting this week. Uh, it comes with a noir version, with the, and they had a noir trailer that you watched right before we started here. Um, the noir is not just turning on black and white on, on the thing. They <laughs> not, have just to re- the, not just the filter. <laughs> yeah, they have to go through and regrade every every scene. I think I don't know if the, the black and white looks like it's going to sell me. I don't know if I even want to watch it. Like I mean, that. the the grading looks good. I mean, it looks really intense and really deep and emotional, but yeah, I don't I think I'd like to rewatch it in color, but I think some people will really enjoy this. I th- I think black and white needs the black and white gritty quality of that old film to really uh-huh. sell me. And this is too clean of a black and white. So. <laughs> yeah, they they need to add that grit filter, that VHS filter on top of it. Yeah, they, they, do they ever uh, the Mummy is coming later this summer. Russell Crowe as Doctor Jekyll featurette. You kind of we kind of talked about this earlier. Um, that he is going to turn into Mister Hyde pretty much, and and fight Tom Cruise. So I'm really <laughs> excited to see that. Yeah, that might be cool. They also showed a Dracula head and a uh, 
a creature from Black Lagoon's swamp thing or swamp arm in one of the, in one of the shots as well on accident. So Ooh. setting up that big <laughs> universe. And lastly, our last bit of Star Wars news. No battle call from Mike here. <laughs> uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich is on set as the young Han Solo, and we got our first look at him on set as that. And I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell how much he's wearing as part of a costume or if he's got, like, a jacket on because it's cold outside or what's going on here. But I think the biggest takeaway is uh, he grew his hair out uh, to kind of a classic Han Solo poofy hair. So <laughs> I don't know if he's going to keep it for the whole movie or whatnot, but uh, it's, a, it's a telescoping lens for sure. So there's not a whole lot to go off of here except for he grew his hair out. <laughs> yeah, and, and it is Han Solo hair style. Like, yeah. a big poofy yeah, they had this in the '70s hair that Han, that we met Han Solo with. So mm-hmm. that's cool with that. Uh, that's all the news we got for the week, Mike. Um, we've recorded two episodes today, so we'll just wrap it up real quick here. If people want to know more about what you're doing and, and where they can find you at, where can they do that? Well, as always, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, where can they catch that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. My Star Wars Celebration 40th Anniversary uh, Smuggler's Bounty Funko box comes in tomorrow, so I might post some pictures up on there. It's got Ooh. a really cool pop vinyl from the first uh, New Hope movie, so I'm really excited to share that. I want to see that. <laughs> yes, and then uh, you can uh, see uh, read more on Comic UI and listen to my other show, Filmside Chats. And as always, Mike, close us out the show where other everybody can find us at. Well, as always, please visit superheroslate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and to check out our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out all these things that we're talking about, you don't have to hunt down the links. We got them right here for you on our website. So you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you want to pick up some sweet Superhero Slate merch, you can find that at superheroslate.com slash store. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show. That is super helpful, and we really, really love that. And if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, Chris. Bam! Every week, including next week. Next week, yeah. we only have one. <laughs> well, next week is a is a week, so every week. Damn, I hate it when you're right. <laughs> so, All right, well, I guess we will catch you guys next week, and uh, don't forget to check out our Alien Covenant spoiler cast as well. Yeah, that's right, guys. All right, see you. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Improv. Da-da-da-da-da-da.